Hello, welcome to The Seed. Our intention with this podcast, as it has ever been and will continue to be, is to illuminate the climate tech investing ecospace, sharing the stories of founders, the investors, and the pioneers who are shaping this critical space at this critical juncture in our work and fight against climate change and sustainability. We hope that by sharing the stories of the guests that we bring on the show, that we provide some the insight, solace, reassurance, as well as community to those who are pushing the boundaries and working so hard to make the world a better place by building or investing in the enduring companies that are going to be able to make that change. So we hope you enjoy the episode. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review on whichever platform you're listening to this on. And if you've got any questions or feedback, please feel free to hit me up at jake at 7 Thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The Seed. My name is Jake Wumwell-Povey and I'll be your host here today. And I am the managing partner and founder of Seven Generation Ventures. And today is my first solo episode in season one. And for a number of the episodes we've already recorded for season two, we have a load of the change makers, the investors, the, the researchers, journalists, pioneers in the climate tech space. But today I'm doing a solo episode to explain and give you some insights into the new fund that we're launching at Seven Generation Ventures to share what we're all about and why we believe that what we do matters. Now, this episode is going to be a bit more personal than the others, and there's certainly not going to be quite as much storytelling from the participants. So I hope you'll stay with me as I share my own story. But I'm really excited about this episode to share with you all the work that we're doing and all the impact that we hope we'll be doing in the years to come. As ever, if you want to reach out about anything that we talk about on the show, please hit me up on whichever social media platform you're on, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Hit me an email at jake at 7 Equally, please go on the website and find out more and all the contact details are on there. So for this episode, I really wanted to just take a couple of steps back before we dive into some really meaty and pre-pioneering stuff for the rest of season two. But also wanted to use this episode as a bit of a bit of a foundation. But just and just to recap, you know, what is the problem that we're trying to solve and that which this podcast really seeks to understand and explore? The challenge of climate change, but bigger than that, as the name suggests, the broader sustainability crises that we're facing as a society, as an economy. And within that, we obviously focus on the world of venture capital. And so why is venture such a powerful tool? Specifically, why is early stage venture, the sort of stage that seven generation ventures invest in, at the kind of seed, post, just post revenue stage, why is that so meaningful to us? And why do we believe it holds so much promise, both in terms of the financial returns to investors but also because of our scope to build enduring change and also to build amazing enduring companies. And then further to that, why does 7 VC, as we'll get onto in a bit, specifically focus on digital climate tech rather than a lot of the more asset-heavy, capital-intensive investments, like, for example, nuclear fusion or electric vehicles, that is so often talked about when we talk about the challenges in sustainability that we're facing. So we're going to unpack a lot of that in this episode. And I just want to thank you in advance 
for staying with me and I hope that you enjoy and can engage with some of the concepts and some of the journeys which we're going to share with you today. So, what is the why behind Seven Generation Ventures? And we'll go into the name in a little bit more detail in just a minute. But first of all, why do venture at all? Now, I'm fortunate enough to have just sold my startup. I founded Goji in 2015, and we sold that earlier this year. Goji was a financial services startup, a fintech, and we sold that to a large European infrastructure provider in the fund space. That was an amazing experience. There were some tremendous highs and some tremendous lows. It was also heartbreaking at times, but ultimately we've been successful. And the team there continues as part of Euroclear to this day, and I wish them all the very best in the tremendous work that they're doing in the private asset space. But my big lesson from all of this is that venture number one is fun. We build amazing teams in the venture space. Those teams often are constituted from some of the brightest minds, some of the most courageous individuals, some of the most ambitious leaders. And that's not because venture is a better business model or a better stage, a better type of company to be in. Simply, it's riskier. And often we find the people who are willing to take those risks by stepping into a venture stage company, they have a curiosity to them. They have an excitement, they have a determination. And I'm not saying venture has a monopoly on that. Of course, those individuals exist elsewhere. What I'm saying is of those individuals, of that curiosity and that excitement, venture gets an amazing proportion of them because of that risk-taking, risk-seeking element that's involved in it. And so now, as a venture capital firm, Seven Generation Ventures wants to continue that party. We want to continue with all the highs, but as well, we want to be there with founders for some of the lows because we've been there ourselves. But we know that it's through those highs and those lows that that is where the innovation happens. So if we think about the climate change crisis, the broader sustainability crises that we're trying to tackle, which we'll go into in number, in fact, every other episode on this, so I'm not going to label too heavily today, we know that we need to innovate. We know we need to change almost as if we're on a warlike footing. And many people argue we should be. And we know that venture is where change happens greatest, is where it happens fastest. And in fact, if you look at one of the stats we often quote in our investment materials, if you look at patents filing as a measure of innovation, we can see that actually startups typically innovate three times as quickly develop three times as many patents as existing incumbent companies. So to recap, we know if we're going to tackle climate change, we need to innovate. And we know that innovation happens in the venture space. And so in this process of going through the highs and lows and innovating, we know that is where we can build enduring companies. We don't believe that all companies are bad and we need new ones. What we're saying is, that as everything naturally grows, dies, and is born, that birthing forward new enduring companies that can make the better place is an exciting place to operate in. There are some great large incumbent companies out there, but we know that the fun, the excitement, the real self-understanding, self-awareness, and personal growth can often happen in magical ways in the venture space. It's because, partly because it's a place where we can look at old problems in new ways. 
We know that venture gives ourselves the scope to do that because often of some of the amazing talent that we get from incumbent companies, experts, leaders who want new challenges coming to this venture space to go and form and join companies that can make a real impact. But I think for me personally, one of the reasons why early stage venture is most exciting, is most important when we look at the challenges of climate change and sustainability that we're facing, we know that a venture in its earliest phase is its most malleable form. We know that when large companies with all their governance, with all the embedded cultures, the processes, they can move much more in terms of force, but they move much slower and they're much more rigid. And so we know that early stage ventures are the ones that are in their most malleable form. It's partly because they're the highest risk, they're fewer customers, the revenue is uncertain, but they accelerate faster and therefore they can deliver the greatest potential for change and therefore the greatest potential for impact. And when we think about the climate crisis we're facing today, we need to accelerate that change and that impact. But the other reason why climate change from a venture point of view is so exciting, like so many of these terminologies in venture, is because climate change isn't an industry in and of itself, in the same way that maybe DevOps is or e-commerce, etc. But actually in a similar way to those two industries I've just mentioned, it does impact every other industry. We know that climate change impacts everything from the way we live, the food that we eat, the way that we move, the way that we dispose of our rubbish, the way that we think about and price the financial services that we consume and that we need. Climate change and therefore climate tech, the venture arm, the venture branch of that that's seeking to make the world a better place by challenging climate change, touches every single part of our lives and touches every single industry on the planet. And so when we think about how we need to change to solve climate, the climate crisis, we know that there are so many opportunities, but also there is so much interest, there is so much to explore in all of these different industries, and we're not going to get there by solving any specific problem in any specific industry. It has to be a system-wide approach. And so we hope and we believe that while startups do not represent an entire system, in their most malleable form, at this most malleable stage and earlier stage, we believe that is the greatest point for change within these systems. And so here we are at Seven Generation Ventures. We invest in digital climate tech businesses that are either at revenue or that have a clear pathway to revenue and that specialize in B2B. And we, we focus on B2B not because we think that is the most successful business model, but because we believe that corporates are where we have a real power to change. And because we believe in a concept called the time value of carbon, which I'll go on to explain about in just a minute. But in essence, we believe the greatest change can be driven by those with the greatest resources. And while startups do not have those resources, if we can sell, if we can influence, if we can support, and if we can drive change amongst those who do, i.e. the large incumbents, the large enterprise B2B providers here, then we have, a, we have an ability to make an outsized impact on the climate change crisis that we are seeking to address. The biggest part though of Seven Generation Ventures and what we do, and we will be doing a very specific podcast episode on this and you'll be able to find out more on our website, 
is the work that we do with founders. Now, since leaving Goji, I have been coaching a number of founders, both in terms of the strategy and the fundraising, but also on some of the personal growth and self-awareness. I'm by no means saying I am your guru. I'm far from it. I still have and have certainly encountered my fair share of troubles, mistakes, challenges that I absolutely failed to overcome. But as an ex-founder myself and as a qualified coach, and having seen the power that coaching can have in companies, I believe that having an investor that works in partnership within that organization, within that investment firm with coaching, I think is tremendously powerful. I don't want to go into that in too much more detail here because we will be doing more on it. But I have just spoken about how for startups at this stage are in their most malleable form. The founders are equally within a stage of great flux, either as first-time founders who are going down this pathway for the first time, or as second-time founders who might be learning that their old tricks and tools might not work in a new environment, a new organization with new team members in a new industry, solving a new customer problem. We believe that startups and founders are in the most malleable stage when we invest. We believe that is the stage at which we can make the greatest potential acceleration to impact and financial returns. And so if we can help them in every way we can, we believe we'll be doing the startups that we invest in and the investors who invest through us a great service. Now we know that we, when we coach, we're not looking to coach because people are missing something. We don't provide a verdict. We don't provide the assessment as to whether someone is a good leader or will be successful or not. If we were, that would be the crystal ball that all investors are looking for. But what we do know when we draw an analogy with the sports world is that the greatest players to reach even greater heights need the greatest coaches. We do not see championship winning teams firing their coaches because they say they're good enough and they don't need their help. Quite the opposite. If you want to continue to operate the best you can possibly be, you want someone holding up a mirror to your performance. You want someone in there shadow boxing with you, challenging the assumptions, challenging the way you're showing up as a leader, challenging and reflecting back to you the decisions that you're making. And it's also about more than just the individual, but it's how do we build resilient, high empathy founder teams that in this specific crucible of leadership of that startup phase is not only one of the most rewarding types of work we can do, but also I believe as an investor, one of the most highest impact areas that we can add value. As we see climate change as the largest, most problematic crisis that we face, the one that we need to challenge, and we see startups as one of the highest potential and most innovative vessels to affect that change, then working really closely with founders has to be the way that as an investor, we can drive as much impact as much support, as much value add, and much additionality as possible. And so we deeply believe in the founder development pathways that we are rolling out. And we would be, we would be fascinated and we would love to discuss those more with you and seek your feedback. The reason that we also believe so passionately in coaching in this climate tech space is because when we think around the purpose and the why behind high-performing teams 
they're often incredibly clear compared to those that might not have quite as much clarity around what they're doing and why it is so important. That clarity helps to drive not only cohesion within management teams, but also to drive corporate performance. And when it comes to the climate tech space, we know that most founders' why is incredibly powerful. It's incredibly emotive. As an exercise, we can just look at one of the exercises from Business Declares, the nonprofit organization for SMEs and corporates that are looking to tackle sustainability. And one of the exercises they employ is they ask leaders to write a letter to their children explaining what they did when they found out about their ability to make an impact to the climate crisis. That is a tremendously powerful exercise and really speaks to why, as leaders, I believe we need to tackle those challenges that are the most daunting. We can't shy away from the big ones and just focus on the small ones. And so climate change and the broader sustainability crisis are, I believe, the most daunting challenges that we face. And so when we invest in climate change, climate tech startups, and we work with the founders in those, I believe that we find amazing resonance and coherence between their why and their purpose at a really deep personal level and what they do as an organization. That coherence between that personal purpose and that corporate purpose is an incredible lightning rod to drive personal development, personal growth, and ultimately to build amazing, enduring companies that can make a positive impact in the world. Coaching is a tremendously powerful tool when done right and when done with someone who seeks the insight that coaching can provide them in any industry. But in this industry, where the challenge is arguably the most daunting, I believe that the passion and the purpose that lies behind so many climate tech and sustainability startups has a real potential to unlock great human development and transformation. So that is us in a nutshell. Digital, B2B, climate tech, early stage investors that twin and partner investing with coaching of the founders that we invest in. And we'll go into that in a little bit more detail. But the other thing that's really important to us is the philosophy behind the name. We are called Seven Generation Ventures. And the Seven Generation philosophy is a philosophy developed by the Iroquois Nation, which is an indigenous American nation in the northeastern United States. And is actually often cited as being a key pillar of the American Constitution. And it speaks about how the actions and the decisions that we take today will have an impact in the generations to come. Specifically, as the name might suggest, they, they, as the name might suggest, we should make decisions and consider how what we're doing today is gonna lead and support the prosperity for seven generations to come. We believe that when we take that philosophy and we apply it to our investment philosophy, that we can become incredibly powerful investors. We do that by seeking to understand how the investments that we make can lead to prosperity and positive change for the next seven generations in the investees that we make, the companies, the portfolio companies that we invest in, our own company, 
but also the communities that we and our portfolio companies operate in, as well as the wider planet. And so the challenge to us, the challenge to me as the family partner, is to bake that seven generation concept into everything that we do and try and propagate it and inspire others, certainly those that we invest in and certainly those investors who invest through us to sign up to and support that same multi-generational impact and legacy. I believe when we incorporate that, we will become and we will make tremendously impactful investments. And this also supports our impact thesis. It supports our theory of change around what we do. We invest to help build enduring companies that are gonna make the world a better place. We're not simply investing for the short term. As venture investors, the typical startup takes seven years to go from inception through to exit. And we use exit simply as the time horizon that investors operate under. But clearly, the change that those companies will affect, we hope, will last for up to seven generations or even longer. So then the question is, why now? Why invest at this stage, in this sector, at this time? The reality with climate change is that we should have been investing in this space 70 years ago, when the science first started to come out that climate change was anthropogenic, that humanity and our economy was starting to change the planetary composition and therefore was starting to lead to impact and change and negative consequences for how planetary systems were operating. We often talk about the pursuit of net zero for 2050. The reality is that we are not on track for that. And even when we get to net zero, we're going to have to then draw down climate from the atmosphere to help us get back to what we might consider be a safe operating environment for the planet and the planetary systems within which, upon which we so closely rely. But as we'll discuss elsewhere, sustainability, which we believe in, is about much more than just climate change. It's much more than just about the carbon dioxide and methane molecules in the atmosphere. We have a number of sustainability crises, whether it's from land use, whether it's from waste and pollution, whether it's from our water usage, biodiversity loss, as well as climate change. There are a huge number of sustainability crises that we're facing, and we are not on track with any of them. And all of them are gonna take potentially seven generations for us to solve. So even though this isn't new, if not now, when? As I mentioned earlier, this I believe to be one of the most daunting challenges that we are facing. And therefore, when we ask ourselves as successfully exited founders, what do we do next? It has to be to enact change on those challenges that we believe are the most daunting. And so now is the moment to invest in climate change, to hope that we can make a better future for our children, better than the one that we might be facing in the years to come. But that is not to say this is all doom and gloom. There is tremendous innovation, opportunity and excitement to be had along the way of solving this problem. And we've certainly seen a lot of that hype and excitement over the last few years, both in terms of the venture space, but also in the climate tech space. 
in the initial throes of the COVID pandemic, there was a lot of talk around the Build Back Better concepts. There was a lot of push for those, businesses and politicians all jumping on board with that. Unfortunately, the hype of that initial political and civic enthusiasm hasn't quite translated through to actionable legislation. However, we've definitely made progress. What we're probably now seeing is a, that next stage of the hype cycle where people are saying, sure, sustainability and climate change is important, but it's not about every single solution. What are the really sustainable solutions? What are the ones that are really going to make an impact? What are the ones that we really need to get behind? And the same can clearly be said around the venture space. When we look at some of the lofty valuations in 2020 and 2021, there were clearly some very lofty investment valuations there, which were really impossible to sustain. We've seen that come crashing down during 2022 and 2023. And so I believe now we're in a place where we're able to make sensible investment decisions into sensible sustainability innovations and ventures that are going to lead to building enduring and impactful climate change companies, sustainability companies that will be making the world a better place, whilst also providing promising returns to investors as we build great companies along the way. So we're excited about the opportunity that's in front of us. We're daunted by the challenge, but we're also committed to making a difference and we're committed to using coaching as a way to support founders as they navigate these pathways and as they seek to develop not only themselves, but also the companies that they're building, the communities that they're operating with, within, and the economies that unfortunately have had such a negative impact on the planet we all depend on to date. Now I'll be doing other episodes looking at why digital is so important, going into the specifics of the investment landscape, what we think founders really need to do to work on when they're pitching to climate change investors and how climate change investors, angels, family offices can think about investing in this space. But for now, that is my intro. That is the end of my first solo podcast episode. I hope it's, you've enjoyed that. I hope it's been illuminating. And if you'd like to know anything more about our approach, how we coach founders and the type of companies that we work with, please head over to 7gen.vc to find out more. As ever, any feedback will be deeply appreciated and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of this podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Seed. If you'd like to find out any more information about the show, the participants or anything that we've spoken about today, please look into the show notes on whatever platform you're watching this on or go to our website at 7gen.vc forward slash podcast to find out more. If you enjoyed this episode, then please share it with anyone who might find value in what we've talked about. And please give us a review on whichever platform you're listening to this on so that more people can discover our work and join in the conversation. I look forward to joining this journey with you on another episode very soon.